Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. And this week, oh my, another top five. <laughs> this one's sad. Top five of pain. <laughs> top five of emotion. <laughs> top five of feelings. I got really sad making this list, Me actually. too. <laughs> Me too. I, I actually hate this list because it's so... <laughs> It's so good, but it's like one of those things where like they did these scenes so beautifully that they literally move us every single time we watch and it sucks. It does. This is our top five crying moments in the Clone Wars. In the Clone Wars. We're going to go through each basically installment or trilogy or media source of Star Wars (laughs) and do our top five like highly emotional moments. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we start with Clone Wars because that's what we love. Yeah, and it has so many. I'm guaranteeing we have the same list. I think we're going to be pretty close. I'm sure we have overlap. I'm just, I'm sure we do. Yeah. I, and there's, like we talked about before we started recording, is there really an order in how we rank these, quote unquote? My criteria was only that this makes me cry every time. Correct. Same, same as me. I couldn't order them. I was trying to, and I just couldn't. So they're, these are just in my order of like what came to me mm-hmm. as I was making this list, but I can't say which is the most painful or the least painful because they're all yeah. just painful. <laughs> yeah, it would be unfair to say that one is more painful than the other because they're all terrible. But I went kind of <laughs> backwards. I started with number one because I'm very secure in my number one. Very secure. Okay. My number two and number three could be interchanged and four and five are just horrific and I don't even want to talk about them. So I literally, like I went backwards in like security, if that makes any sense at all. Yes. I went backwards. I went backwards through the seasons. Oh, excellent. Because I knew season seven fucking killed me. So I just started there and worked my way back. Okay. Well... Perhaps you should go first, and then I'll just tell you if I if it's on my list. Because <laughs> season seven's on my list. It's number two. Seriously, it's like the whole fucking the whole fucking season. At least the last arc was just excruciating. Correct. The first the first thing I have on here is season seven episode shattered, and it's the Order sixty six stuff yeah. between Rex and Ahsoka. Yes, terrible. But it's beautiful. Awful. Every so time good. I say terrible, I mean beautiful in that it's yes. painful. Okay? Yes. So- terrible means perfectly done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> terrible to the emotional strife. Yes. Deeply painful and moving and beautiful. and Very all beautiful. The good, good with the bad. That sequence, because you hear like Ahsoka and Maul are hearing what's yeah. happening through the universe. and It's awful. And then she goes in to see Rex, and Rex yeah. drops his helmet, and he's shaking, and he he's turns shaking. her, and he's got tears in his eyes. He doesn't want to do it. It's like we all kind of wondered, after we saw the Clone Wars, knowing what happened with Order 66, like, what was going on? And they finally filled in the gaps with Season 7, especially yeah. this moment with these two brand new, quote-unquote, characters of Ahsoka and Rex that we've come to love so much. Right. And now we see what happened on their side 
of Order 66, and it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Just Rex's reaction alone, and poor Ahsoka was confused at first and questioning them and, like, what's, you know, and, and, and he's like, I can't do it, or, you know, the yeah. the look in his eyes and the strain in his voice. It so, so well done. And he's trying to, like, save her while he's resist like, while he's trying to kill her at the same time because he's telling her to look up fives, like, find fives his inf- as he's, like, pulling right. the trigger to shoot at her. Oh, my God. It's it's so hard to to watch that. I mean, up, up until this moment, we'll say we've only had glimpses of clones following the Order, right? Right. And it seemed easy for them, the ones that we saw in Revenge of the Sith, I should say. And then we get to know the clones very well through Clone Wars. And then we get to the end where we actually have an emotional connection to many of them. And we see basically for the first time how difficult it was for the ones who were really loyal and they just couldn't help the thing that was installed in them it was it's terrible to watch (laughs) it really is again beautiful (laughs) when it must give us like a like a fraction of the sense of what the jedi were feeling oh god because like we all love the clones you grow to love the clones and you have loyalty to the clones and you feel like they have loyalty to you and then they turn on you and try to kill you and just like as an audience member it was hard so imagine what the jedi must have been feeling which is funny because they're not real and this is a story but still right (laughs) but this is pretend land this is pretend world and we live in it at least for 40 minutes once a week you and i yeah exactly (laughs) at least yeah stress at least (laughs) well for season seven i just have the final shot basically the dichotomy of ahsoka standing there looking at the helmets yeah that's on my list and then vader standing there holding her lightsabers like or her lightsaber or whatever the music in that sequence literally i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it now the music in the whole end of season seven is incredible but that stuff is like haunting and it's it's like so deeply sorrowful and like it just literally the thought of it gives me goosebumps because it's so good. I'm going to bring up music in a lot of these because yes, some of the things I remember from these scenes are the music at the moments where it's happening. There's yeah. there's very little talking in a lot of these scenes. It's mm-hmm. all what we're witnessing plus the music and the emotion behind it. So that's true. Kevin Kiner is fucking amazing to the point where I have a playlist of Clone Wars music. And I can't listen to it because it makes me sad. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the same. There are a few pieces that I can listen to. But for the most part, when it comes on, it's just like, oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's so good. It's just, it brings those emotions right back the minute mm-hmm. you hear the music. Which we saw when we were at Comic-Con. They played music for everybody. Kevin Kiner was there at the Clone Wars panel. And they played some mm-hmm. of the music. And the audience was just like sobbing. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, we uh, all know what that scene is, you know? <laughs> very intense. Very, very intense with music, yeah. yes. That whole sequence with Ahsoka and Rex standing in front of this mass grave. Yeah. All the helmets lined up. And she looks at her lightsaber and drops it into the snow. And then Vader picks it up. And then mm-hmm. the Morai or whatever that bird goes by yes. overhead while he's standing there. Oh, my God. It's so awful. Giving me goosebumps just talking about it. I know. It was a beautifully woven end for the entire series. I was really, really happy with it, but oh, yeah, very moving. Yeah. That's my number two, actually. Yeah, that's my my two and three are like you. They're kind of like interchangeable. Mm-hmm. The thing that I kind of had 
forgotten. It's like if Vader Vader comes and sees like there's a there's helmets there and then he finds her lightsaber, he must know that Ahsoka survived. Someone did. Someone did. Yeah. But since her lightsaber is sitting right there, you would assume but like like you said, somebody survived this wreckage, obviously. It's kind of interesting. I wonder what he thought. It's true. A clone following orders wouldn't place the helmets in a burial scene like that. Yeah. Right? I don't think so. It would so. have to be someone separated, you would think. I don't know. That's a that's a great question. It just makes me wish we would have had some mentioning of Ahsoka between Obi-Wan and Vader in the Kenobi series. Yeah. To like solidify. I mean, we eventually get that in Rebels, but it could have been the bridge to, you know, what we witness in Rebels. Yeah, because at this point, I'm I'm assuming Obi-Wan doesn't know Ahsoka even survived. Yeah, me neither. My other one that like is tied into this is the same episode, but it's the scene where Ahsoka and Rex are standing, I don't know if it's the bridge or wherever they're standing, like looking down at the the hangar bay mm-hmm. and they realize that like there's no way out basically mm-hmm. for them and Rex is kind of trying to explain to Ahsoka like it's you or them and she says like they may be willing to die but I am not the one who's going to kill them and like she yeah. takes Rex's helmet off of him and yes. he's crying oh god that's a good one too that scene is so hard to watch and again it's like when you think of them from season 1 now yeah. compared to where they are here yeah. Oh, God. You just hope that they, like, stay connected for the rest of their lives because they've yes. been through so much together. Yeah. It's those two from beginning to end, I'd like to think. What is your third one? Satine dying. Yeah. <laughs> Where that's is that my, on your list? That's my next one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Good timing. <Yeah. laughs> I can't watch that episode because no. I cry really hard every time. What more is there to say? I mean, it's the horrificness of the act itself of Maul killing, murdering Satine. That's one thing. But it's the focus of the pain in Obi-Wan's eyes, right? And the hand holding and the way he's holding her limp body and the fact that Maul is just there gloating all over all of it. And the music. Again, the music is so painfully beautiful during this. Not that they needed it to add to the to evoke mo- emotion, but <laughs> it's there anyway. <laughs> I know that scene like slowly devolves. Like you can watch Obi Wan realize that this is way like he's so out of control of the situation. Yeah, that there's like nothing he's going to be able to do to stop it because to stop it would require him to do something that is against who he is as a person. So it's just like yeah. it creates this dynamic that's so extra painful because Satine wouldn't want him to give up who he is to save her. Mm-mm. So she just dies. Yeah. At least she dies knowing that Obi-Wan like stayed true to himself. Cause of course the last yeah. thing she would want is for him to like give up his honor to protect her. Cause she's all about honor and pacifism and all that stuff. Yes. 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 I mean, it, it, you can feel it building, mm-hmm. you know, it's coming. That's why I think it's so effective. It really is. It, it just, you just know. <laughs> the first time I ever saw it, I said, there's no, there's no getting out of this. How yeah. is this going to play out? And I think that's the other thing that makes it so painful is they give you that false escape. Yeah. They were so close to getting out of there, basically. They were in the ship, taking off. They were there. It was just, I hate this whole episode. Again, beautiful episode. But God damn, they were so close. It's so painful. 
And then, and then to, on top of it, Obi-Wan has to basically shelve his emotions and go out and fight. Yep. Which how many times have we seen him do? We've talked about it a million times on this show. Oh, God, he is yeah. something else. And it's the first time you see, granted, in my opinion, it was very, this episode is super rushed. And like, he snaps back into being a Jedi too fast for my comfort. I get it, though. Like, I understand why they did it the way they did it. But it's still, even so, the first time you see him, like, he's so depressed. He's just, like, kneeling on that transport, like, and they, like, punch him to get him moving. And he, yeah. like, doesn't even react. It's like he doesn't Mm-mm. care what's happening to him right in that moment until Bo-Katan shows up and, like, rescues him. But one of the few times, at least in Clone Wars, you see that. Yeah. That episode just fucking kills me. Every time you watch that episode, you text me and say, I can't get through this episode without crying. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll just watch it while I'm eating dinner real quick. I just need a 20 yeah. minutes. And then I'm like sitting there sobbing into my plate. <laughs> Every time I'm not kidding, she texts me and tells me this very it's thing. It's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why do we keep going back? Well, because it's a beautiful show with beautiful writing, beautiful storytelling beautiful imagery but damn i like always kind of hope they're gonna get away (laughs) yeah that's the other thing like maybe they'll make it out this time they never do they never do it's so sad i know i did a cinematography study of this on my blog a while back yes the cinematography in this episode is so good but especially that sequence because they keep cutting back between Satine and Obi-Wan and they have like mm-hmm. the exact same expressions on their faces so you can see that they're like having the same experience and they both realize at the same time that there's no out of this how do they it's amazing that again we're talking about an animated show yeah I know I mean there's a subtlety in a human face right that you can communicate emotion through but this is animation and they still manage to do it yeah flawlessly like when she touches his cheek and his eyes like soften I just like can't fucking handle it <laughs> I just realized good. that I said flawlessly which is you can't say flawless without lawless oh <laughs> The flawless title of the episode. Yeah, it's <laughs> a new episode. That's yeah. every episode about Obi Wan is called the flawless. This is true. Yeah, and they made him so dashingly handsome the entire episode. The Mando armor. Yeah. So not only are you walking around, the who's walking around when they're watching this episode? No, no one. But not only are you sitting there, experiencing feelings of being turned on, you then are it's yanked away from you. Yes. Brutal. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. Brutally. Thanks, Maul. <laughs> yep. Well, that was mine. Mine as well. So we had the same one there. <sighs> the next one. I hate this. The Zillow Beast. That. <sighs> I don't even want to talk about it. I can't handle I avoid kind of that entire arc. I do too. Because it's so terrible. I hate animals in pain. I hate it. Same. Same. Even animated ones. It's, I, see, I'm getting like the puke, the, the dry heat feeling. <laughs> yeah. So I'm treading with caution. And if my mother's listening, mm, you could probably just skip ahead five minutes. Yeah. But like, I can't watch that. I watched it one time and I skipped through half of, so I like haven't even seen the entire, the entire thing. It's not, it's not worth it's not no (laughs) if you if you love animals like i don't care if it's a dangerous to humans like you're the ones who took it off of its own planet 
Yes, yes, it is. It is um, the zoo complex. It's why I don't visit zoos. I don't yeah. visit Sea World. I don't visit. I don't do that. I'm the and same. It's fine if you do, but for me personally, I can't. Yeah, it's one thing if like they've rescued an animal from if they're re if they're rehabbing the animals. Yes, yeah, but like. When some animal is taken from the wild to be put in a cage on display, I can't. I can't handle. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So we're just gonna we're just gonna say Zillow Beast and keep it pushing. Yeah, because I agree with that one hundred percent. That's too much for me. I think if anyone's watched the Clone Wars and knows the Zillow Beast, we don't have to talk about. We don't have to reiterate why this one is sad, painful, yeah, awful. Etc. Even if an animal is <laughs> dangerous, like it's still innocent. Like animals aren't premeditated the way humans are. You know, they just no, follow their the instincts. Fucking around. Yes. With shit. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Totally agree. <laughs> okay, that, I'll get off my my platform. <laughs> so another one that I just have to add to this list, and I think you'll agree, is ninety nine dying. I literally just got goosebumps. That is one of the most upsetting moments in all of Clover Wars. It is so... I feel so strongly in my love for 99. <laughs> as I think everyone does. Yeah. He can do no wrong. He is lovely. He did not die in vain. I, I love that they added him to the complex of clones. Yeah. Because I really, really loved the respect that the other clones had for him. Yeah. He was so innocent and naive, which makes me want to cry talking about it. The respect, I mean, the honor that he gained from them in his passing, just the innocent, do-good, golden heart yes. that he had. God. <laughs> I know, this, this is a really difficult list. <laughs> I think you and I watched that episode together when we were hanging out last time. You sure time, did. And we you were sure both did. just like, Fuck. <laughs> Pass the wine. Yeah, we sat there. <laughs> Pass the wine. It was... I was glad you were there with me. Yes, yeah, same. Emotional support, buddy. <laughs> yeah, because you need it for some of these. A lot of these. A lot of these. Yeah. Like, the again, he's, like, running. He's like, I'm like you. And then he gets yeah. shot. And the music and the slow motion. Yes. It's like something out of... Uh, what is it like full metal jacket or something like that one of those old vietnam war movies where it's just like for god's sakes my heart can't take it he just wanted to help i know and he did he just wanted to be one of his brothers yeah and i think he was they considered him a brother they they also didn't they were a little protective of him Mm -hmm. like you know don't you don't need to get in it like the rest of us are yeah but he wanted to yeah yeah it may have come across the wrong way, but I th- I think it was well intended. I mean, the clones are... Uh, D. Bradley Baker is the voice of all of these individuals. Let's remind everybody. It's one man. I know. Who's bringing emotion to all these separate clones. What a genius actor. But man, I, I don't know. It's just... I- it was another instance where I thought maybe he was going to make it. I know. I know. And it's the same. Again, every time you watch it, you kind of like hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love and respect 99 so much. Yeah, yeah. I think he taught everyone a lesson, including everyone who watched that episode, which is why 99 lives on forever. Okay, so we're down to the last one. I'm dying to know what yours is because neither of us have mentioned it yet. I bet it's the same one. Maybe. I would I would bet some money that we have the same one, that it's the wrong Jedi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ahsoka leaving. Yeah. In other words. Yep, that's mm-hmm. my number. Oh, space twin moment yet again. 
Well, I mean, who could argue with this one? This is terrible. It is. Again, beautiful. I was doing dishes at my sink with my laptop propped up the first time I watched this. And wow, I had to like stand there with wet hands, just like crying uncontrollably. <laughs> the first time I watched it, it was not what I expected. I really didn't. I don't know why nope. I didn't think that was how the episode was going to end. Because now rewatching it, you see like, how could she go back? Oh, there was no way. There's no way. That's the saddest part of all. Yeah. Ugh. And again, the music. Yeah, the, the the music here is key because her and Anakin exchange a look that speaks volumes. Yeah. Right? There are so many unspoken words between them when she hands him her uh, Padawan chain mm-hmm. that they've understood each other this entire time. Their wants, their needs. Yes. They've never been allowed to speak it out loud. And even then, in the very end, they were so close to admitting to each other you know the things that they knew whether it was padme or the the fault in the jedi order or the council or the republic and this entire war it was all subtle and not even spoken not once but they understood each other and the music somehow conveys this yeah this like regret between them and this understanding that shit is not what we thought it was and there's literally nothing we can do about it And it's such a mature moment for her to realize that she has to really figure this out on her own without anybody else's influence or trying to to influence her thoughts or her behavior. That's really a growth moment. But of course, she's been forced Mm -hmm. into that as well. Like, absolutely. This whole experience to think that they would even suspect her after everything she's done for the Order, all that she's sacrificed. Obviously, Anakin never doubted her. Mm Mm-mm. It even made her doubt herself. She's too, she's too good for the Jedi, honestly. She is. Yeah. And the moment where Anakin presents Barris and like the, and he thinks like, okay, everything's fixed. Yeah. I prove to them. And then he still loses her. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she, she's like one of the only people anywhere who really understands Anakin like I would say more so Mm -hmm. than Obi-Wan maybe more so than Padme because she sees a side of Anakin that he doesn't really show to anybody else when he kind of like treads that line of like hey that's kind of not Jedi behavior so that's like doubly heartbreaking for Anakin to lose somebody who understands him because he's one of those people who you can tell like kind of needs someone out there someone external to like understand who he is and what he needs and he just doesn't have that no and it's and he takes it as a failure moment probably that he wasn't able to finish her training or see her through to her becoming you know a knight or a whatever the next what is it master (laughs) i always forget because anakin never got there himself i'm sorry (laughs) but (laughs) i know the jokes the memes everything but i'm sure he internalized a lot of it because you know anakin yeah but if i were to put myself in her shoes in in ahsoka shoes and I thought of everyone who I trusted through war, battles, you know, strategic planning, putting your life on the line, etc. All of these people who trusted me and I trusted them to turn their backs so easily. Yeah. That I could never go back. She absolutely did the right thing. And that's what sucks the most about it is that that's real life right there. Yeah. Because betrayal has no bounds. Yeah. 100% agree. And maybe that even saved her life. And think of all the lives that were saved because she was saved. Yeah. Because she did not stop doing good. No. Even after this. All the way. Like her whole life. Yes. Yeah. 
she might have been with Anakin when he turned, which would have put her at risk in so many ways. So, yeah, it's like that's the thing I think that's so extra painful about this episode or this at least this moment is like knowing that it's not what you want. You want her to go back and for everything to just be the way it was and knowing that that's yeah. not actually possible and that the decision she made was actually the right decision. It's one of my favorite scenes because of all this, because of the depth. I crave depth in Star Wars. Yeah. And um, but it's also beautiful in like the sunset. It really you know, is the orange coloring, the golden, her walking off, the long shadow, the look in Anakin's eye. It's it's really, really well done. And applause to absolutely everyone on the team that made that one happen because everything was good. Performance was good. And that yeah. was one of the only times they used an actual orchestra. For their music. Kevin Kiner, I think he said he flew to Prague and had like the wow. like the Czech orchestra perform that piece. Mm. And it, it shows. And well, it's- Filoni said that like George Lucas would never let them not end on that iris, you know, like irising out and like the music plays. And this is the first yes, time true. that they, they ended, they saved it to this last moment to like stop on an emotional beat with the music just gently fading out. And that was the last mm-hmm. episode for like... How many years? (laughs) Right. Yeah, it was one of those moments when I first saw it. Like you said, you stood at the sink, hands dripping. (laughs) I sat on my couch and I just like paused it, like when the episode ended, and I just sat there in silence. Yeah. (laughs) Like one of those overwhelming silent moments where you're just reviewing in your head, what the fuck did I just see? Right, and you think about it for days afterwards. (laughs) Yes. You lay awake at night and think, God, she actually did it. Yeah. Poor Anakin. What the fuck is wrong with the order? You know, I like know. your brain just you going. want to get on your. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they did it. I think it's I think it was it forwarded the story in ways that I mean, obviously, Ahsoka could not exist because she doesn't in Revenge of the Sith. Right. Right. But they didn't just toss her character. They gave it meaning. And it still means something when they bring her back in live action mm-hmm. now or in Rebels, for instance. So yeah. it was tactfully done. And that's all I ever ask of anyone who's putting together something masterful yeah. is tact. <laughs> well, and they were so smart to like use it as one more little push on Anakin, you know, mm-hmm. to push him a little more towards what happens in Revenge of the Sith. It's like everything's been very slowly building through six seasons of Clone Wars to push him further away from the Jedi and just like plant seeds of doubt not just Sidious Mm -hmm. doing it but like the order doing it on its own yeah that was it was just perfection god star wars is fucking pain (sighs) it's just pain it is pain it's pain well i'm depressed now Our listener question this week is pretty straightforward. I think you could probably guess what it's going to be. But what moments from Clone Wars make you cry every time you watch it? I'm sure you've got more than one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Next week's episode, we are going to have fun talking about droids. We're just going to have a free flow conversation about all of the droids. All of them. Yeah. Yes. And we need to lighten it up. (laughs) We do. (laughs) After this episode. So, droids. (laughs) Beep bop, beep burp, beep burp. (laughs) in last week's episode we chatted about how leia organa was like her birth parents we ran a poll on instagram asking if people thought she was more like anakin or padme and we got a ton of responses 
The majority of people said they felt she was more like Anakin, but a fair amount argued in favor of Padme. Here's some of the messages we received. Antigone Albright on Instagram said, Anakin, they both have the sass and take no shit. MTV80.Z said, Anakin, I feel she has his stubbornness, but also his passion. Ever Apple Goods said, She certainly has Anakin's fire, all of that passion and energy. Broadway Gymnast 16 said, Anakin in the original trilogy. She has his passion to help, but also his lack of patience. Padme in the sequel trilogy. She embraces Padme's leadership and motherly qualities. Lillian Dibble 2.0 said, Padme, she wasn't super impulsive and has natural leadership skills, a real girl boss. Piccola Romana said, More Anakin because she is brave and never stops if she wants to accomplish something. We always love hearing your detailed, passionate responses. Thank you so much, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. If you would like to support us, you can do so on Patreon. We appreciate it. And you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, go ahead and rate us on Spotify and Apple. We also appreciate that as well. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head on over to mostthingskenobi.com. So, until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.